Safety, dependability, and power. Chevy Silverado isn't happy unless the work is hard and the day is long. No wonder Silverado is America's number one best-selling retail pickup truck. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com and put a Silverado in your toolbox. In the 30s, there are three teams that dominated the league. New York Giants, Green Bay Packers, and the Bears. And nobody could come close to us. It's the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Who knows, maybe we come out running like wing T or something. Right on cue, Justin Fields to the end zone. With your host, the one and only, Kevin Powell. We're rolling and it's go time. Let's talk football. Justin Fields is back and that's what really matters for the Bears right now. They are next to unwatchable when he's not playing. But he'll be back with the Bears visit Lambeau Sunday night. I'm Kevin Powell, episode 23 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast little uh, Bears-Packers preview with Zach Pearson from BearReport.com. He's been on the podcast before, so we get into the matchup, talk a lot about Justin Fields, some frustrations towards Matt Nagy that many of you have, I know. The uh, the fire Nagy chance just keep coming, and uh, we talk about why it's, why it's been so frustrating with Matt Nagy and his failure to adapt to the talent that he has with the roster and around him. So we'll get into that. And then Zach also throws some names out about potential Bears head coaching candidates. I don't think anybody's really expecting Matt Nagy to return next season, but it is the Bears, so who knows. But this is uh, episode 23. Thanks again for listening. Here's my conversation with Zach Pearson from BearReport.com. Zach, thanks for joining me. It's it's a Bears-Packers week, and obviously a win would be nice. Um Although it almost seems like people are just rooting against Matt Nagy at this point, and they don't want any uh, sliver of hope that winning might keep him around Hallis Hall. But for me, the the big thing, obviously, is Justin Fields playing. With him out, it's a tough watch. Yeah, I mean, this week it kind of feels like there's not a lot of optimism about um, you know the Bears potentially delivering a win. But you you nailed it right there. The, the biggest point in this game is Justin Fields returning. Um, you know, without him, the game would probably be unwatchable for a lot of Bears fans, and I do think it could still kind of get ugly. But at least you have that rookie quarterback to kind of evaluate. And the thing that's kind of key here in this is this will be the first time in his NFL career he's seen a team twice in a season. Um, you know, he played the Packers early in the year. He'll play Minnesota twice here in the next five weeks. So that'll be kind of a good, um, you know, test for him to see how he adjusts to what Green Bay is going to do defensively because the, the Packers have been a really good um, team on defense, and they've kind of figured it out without a couple of their, you know, key stars in uh, Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander. And last time they kind of gave Fields some fits there in the second and third quarters um, before the quarterback kind of figured it out again in the, and again in the fourth quarter. But yeah, the evaluation of Justin Fields is the most important thing right now, and that kind of feels like, um, you know, if Matt Nagy does want to save his job, he's got to win this game, go on a stretch, but also Justin Fields has to play very, very well in his next five games. Yeah, I feel really good about Fields. I know it's a small sample size, and I don't like to jump to conclusions, obviously, and we've seen here in Chicago with quarterbacks, you know, time and time again, where you, you get a little bit hopeful and then it's it, it's nothing, right? We haven't seen a franchise quarterback here. but mm-hmm. And I realize the numbers, maybe for a couple games, they were very impressive. But for the most part, not nothing like that jumps out to you. But I still feel very good about Justin Fields. And again, like when he's in there, it, it's like, okay, fine. You know, even if they're losing, maybe even if he's not filling the stat sheet, 
it's just good to see him out there. One for his development. It is kind of funny how it's like everyone was like, play fields, play fields from week one, and now people are like, I don't want him to get hurt. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what do you want here? He's an NFL quarterback who likes to run. Like Things like that are going to happen. This is part of the development. Um, it's it just when he's out there, it, it, it changes the buzz around the game completely. Yeah, you know, I'd agree. And I think you look back at that Steelers game on Monday night, um, not many people gave the Bears a chance in that one either. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they fell behind early, but they had that, you know, pretty big second half. You know, actually it started with the um, the final drive of the first half where they actually took the lead late and then, you know, couldn't hold on. But you saw the growth and some development in Justin Fields. And that's the most important thing right now. I mean, he flashed his potential using his legs, his arm, um, you know, making really good throws. And I think his struggles, um, you know, they're sort of, it's kind of hard to to judge and grade his rookie year because watching Matt Nagy with Andy Dalton and then watching Matt Nagy with Justin Fields, to me, it looks like two totally different game plans, two totally different playbooks. Um, you know, you saw a couple more screen passes with Andy Dalton in there. Um, you know, the Bears, I think they throw like the fewest amount of screens in the NFL this season. Green Bay is like actually in the top two or top three in, in that category. So, like, I don't feel like they play to Justin Fields' strengths at all when he's in. And then when Andy Dalton comes in, it's kind of like, oh, you know, we can do more. We can kind of take some more um, shots here and there. We can, you know, run our offense in Matt Nagy's eyes. So, I, I do think he's been a little bit hindered by Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor, you know, wanting to do what they want to do. And and kind of the thing to remember is this coaching staff was going to, or at least Matt Nagy, was going to stick with Andy Dalton if there wasn't an injury. He was going to start Andy Dalton as much as he could this year. Um, And then Andy Dalton got hurt, which that's that's kind of scary. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the Bears do this offseason if they do make a coaching change. I think it's going to happen. Um, you know, I'd, I'd prefer to go to an offensive-minded head coach because I think your biggest attraction to this franchise, you know, is not the history of the Bears. It's not going to be a, a new stadium. It's going to be Justin Fields. He, he's a, a quarterback that has a lot of potential. And while he hasn't shown it this year, you know, a lot of people around the league still believe he could be a really damn good quarterback, um, you know, down the line. So that'll, that'll be a very intriguing thing that the Bears have in their back pocket. What's so frustrating about Matt Nagy is his stubbornness to his refusal to adapt to what he has to work with, right? And it's like it's like as as if he thinks he has some master offensive plan, right? And and, and it's, it's he has to stick to what he has in his mind. And you know, even he said he's well, it takes time to learn this offense. Forget that. You have Justin Fields, who has all the talent in the world, everything you could want in a quarterback. You adjust to him. Right, like th- th- you have to yep. find a way to build an offense around your players. Even like, and look, I know it was preseason, but Mitch Trubisky came here, and the Bills had like a perfect plan for him in that game, which was quick, short routes, get the ball out of his hands, get him on the move when you needed to. And, and we saw it with Mitch, right? Like we were like, Mitch on the move works a whole lot better than whatever you're trying to do, Matt Nagy. And it, 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 that stubbornness, the refusal to adapt to the talent he has around him, I think is what's led to his downfall here. Right, I mean, you have Justin Fields. Do not be stubborn here. Build an offense around Justin Fields. I don't. I don't look. I'm not a part of the whole fire Nagy crowd. Um, I but I certainly don't think he should be back next year. I don't trust him with Justin Fields. They need to find somebody who can make Justin Fields work. I mean, look what the Ravens did with Lamar Jackson. Right, there was questions. Ah, he's only a runner. He can only. He won an MVP, and now they have a franchise quarterback because this. This, you know, this. Not willingness to to move forward and build an offense around the talent that you have. So that's what worries me about Nagy, where it's like, 
you have Justin Fields, do whatever it takes to build a system around him. Yeah, and I'll even add another example to it. Look what Bill Belichick's doing with Mac Jones in yeah. New England. They built a really good defense, and I think you know the defense kind of got under look, overlooked because a lot of them were opt-outs um, last season during the COVID year, but they put a rookie quarterback in Mac Jones who, you know, nothing against him. I don't think he's going to go out there and throw – you know, 300 consistently in, in multiple touchdown games. I think he's going to be a good quarterback. Um, I don't think he'll be, you know, as good as what Justin Fields could be or Trevor Lawrence, even Trey Lance. But they're playing to his strengths early on. And if they continue to do that and then they develop him more and more, he could reach that level. They love to run the football. They don't, I mean, New England's roster, they don't have playmakers at wide receiver. I would take Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney, probably Marquise Goodwin over you know, any one of their wide receivers out there in New England. So it's it's a good point because, you know, you are right. Matt Nagy does get kind of stubborn, and we've seen it multiple times throughout his four years here in Chicago. Going back to that Steelers game, they didn't roll the pocket out or move the pocket at all for Justin Fields until the second quarter, and it worked because you saw him hit Cole Komet on a, on a big game um, later on in the game. You saw him, you know, make throws to Jimmy Graham and Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney. And then a couple weeks later, you know, they wait until the second half to kind of move out, move the pocket, um, you know, with him. And it's just, it's very, it is frustrating. Um, I feel like he just, you know, Matt Nagy kind of gets in his own way too much. And I thought him giving up the play calling duties would, um, you know, help him not kind of stumble over himself and, and be able to, you know, focus more on the flow of the game. And I thought we saw that a couple times this year. But then he continues to go back, and he's kind of a situational awareness. He's not a good, you know, um, manager of the clock. Like, he, he, he's not very good at clock management. He's not very good at those types of things. And that comes from the play calling and wanting his input into everything. It, it's tough because, you know, like you said, I'm not part of the fire Nagy crowd. I, I don't think he'll be back. Um, I never like to see someone lose their job. But you have to get a guy in here that's an offensive-minded head coach, an offensive-minded, you know, an, offense, uh, an offensive coordinator that can work with a quarterback. And I do think they should retain, you know, John Filippo because I think he is doing a good job with Justin Fields. He's working directly with him. I'd get some guys in there in here this offseason that can really develop Justin Fields and take this offense to the next level. And if that includes, you know, playing to his strengths in the, in the first year that the new head coach is here, like New England's doing, then so be it. I think Bears fans would take a year of that as long as Justin Fields continues to grow and they, and they show signs of improvement overall. I mean, Belichick, Belichick really is the master, right? I mean, not that we are oh, yeah. needed any more evidence of that, but the way he game-planned in Buffalo, we talk about you know playing to the strengths of a particular player, quarterback. It's also avoiding the weaknesses, you know, and mm-hmm. I think they recognize the fact that right now they, they don't have the trust in Mac Jones to throw it downfield. But guess what? Who cares? They're winning. That Once again, yeah. New England is back on top, and this is with a guy who was passed on by many teams. Um, he certainly doesn't have the skill set as a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, but they're winning, and it's a full-team effort. But at the same time, like that, that was a, just, a I think, on display for everybody on national TV where it was like, all right, this is what you should do as a coach. Just do whatever it takes to get a win. Of course, you talk about the development, but like you think about how many quarterbacks have gone through the NFL who probably didn't pan out. And I always kind of say, like, if a guy's going to be good, he's going to be good. But there's probably been a lot of quarterbacks who just didn't have a good system around them or were put into bad situations, and then they don't have a long career. 
You know, and now look, it looks like Mac Jones could be in New England for a while because Belichick knows how to game plan around him. Yep. Well, you know, and it, it's essentially the quarterback position. It's a lottery ticket in the draft. I mean, you look at this class that we have um, last year, and of those five quarterbacks, I mean, you know, odds are one or two are really going to pan out. I think three of them, four of them probably will. I think, you know, Wilson's probably the one that might not in, in my eyes. But then you look ahead, and it's like this next year's draft – it's, I mean, it's, it's a weak class for quarterbacks. I mean, it, it entered, you know, Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, the top guys, and now it looks like only Howell is going to be like a late first-round pick. So, I mean, it, it's essentially a lottery ticket, but you have to develop guys. You have to play to their strengths. You have to put them and your team in position to win, and I feel like that's like the biggest, you know, negative with Matt Nagy is he doesn't do that. And I'm not saying Mitch Trubisky was a good quarterback here because he had his fair share of, of completely bad throws and misses. But Matt Nagy was brought in to develop Mitch Trubisky. Trubisky never really got better. He, he flashed his last year here in, the, in that five or six game stretch, but then you know kind of came back down to earth when they had to play really good teams in the Saints and the Packers at the end of the year. And then he gets Nick Foles, and it kind of doesn't work. And I think the thing to kind of um, <clears throat> excuse me note here is. When Nick Foles came here last year, I don't know if Bears fans remember, but he, he had that, that quote where you know he was telling Nagy, like, we can't block these plays. We can't do that. And Nagy continued to call those plays. This year, um, you know, Justin Fields said the other day, he had a quote similar to that where it was like, well, Nick, Nick and Andy kind of have different views on plays, um, you know, maybe hinting that they don't think that some of the stuff agree, you know, works or that they agree with Matt Nagy. So I think, yeah, I just I, I think he doesn't do a good job of that. I don't think he does a good job of developing quarterbacks um, while he's a head coach. I do think there is a role for Matt Nagy to be a guy who can be a quarterbacks coach in this league, um, you know, as early as next year, and then kind of work his way up. But you know, right now he just, you know, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable having him another season with Justin Fields here in Chicago. No, it's uh, yeah, it's it's been frustrating his time here. Um, Let's get to the Packers here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers dealing with that toe injury. Um, what, what what are your thoughts on the whole? He like doubled down. He's like, I, nothing I said was wrong about the I still own you. And I, I've said that right after he said that. I'm like, he's not wrong. The dude's 22 yep. and five against the Bears in his career. It's just been miserable for Bears fans since Rodgers been with Green Bay and, and even before that with Favre. They've it's been a completely lopsided rivalry. But what are your thoughts on what Rodgers said and him kind of doubling down on that this week? I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 22 and 5 against the Bears, completely owned them. And then you kind of have to look at the situation. It's like he, he scores a touchdown, and the fans are, you know, giving him a double bird. You know, if you look at the image, there's like an image on Twitter. There's like at least like 15 people giving him the middle finger. So I, I guess it's just a heat of the moment thing. The camera, the mics caught it. Jimmy Graham actually said, you know, that the cameras and mics don't catch a lot of stuff. And if they did, you know, he kind of would be in trouble for some of the stuff he said. I think it was just, you know, the universe aligning. Um, <clears throat> maybe it's a prelude to essentially Rodgers being gone after this year. This is his final hurrah against the Bears. But, yeah, I mean, you know, he's not wrong. I don't blame him. I also, I don't think with the fans, you know, flipping him off should be his right or anything. But I understand the fans' frustrations, too, because that game earlier at Soldier Field, was a typical Bears-Packers-Aaron Rodgers-Dagger-type game. I mean, there's been a couple blowouts here in the series lately, but he's had, I mean, it's just kind of the same story over and over. The Bears keep it close. 
the Bears, you know, pull within three points or even take the lead. And then Aaron Rodgers marches down the field with ease and scores a touchdown and just kind of buries the Bears. So, yeah, I don't blame them. Um, I understand the fans' frustrations, too. I just, you know, I wonder, is this going to be it for him here against the Bears at Lambeau? Will, will he stay? Will he go? I, don't, I know Bears fans are hoping that he, he's kind of out of here <laughs> quicker than um, or after this game, you know, after this season. Yeah, I remember during the the last game, I tweeted out something like, it's just going to be so much more enjoyable to watch Bears-Packers when Rodgers is gone. Oh, now, that, yeah. I think that will be true for Bears fans in a, in a much funner scenario. It would have been fun that if the Bears had a franchise quarterback of their own, right? Like, oh, we yeah. could be like, guys, can't wait for Rodgers to leave. Well, it's like, well, maybe if the, like, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been cool if the Bears actually had a franchise quarterback and then you had, like, head-to-head battles between two great quarterbacks, not Rodgers beating up the Bears over and over and over again. So who knows? Maybe, like, this could be, and this is, like, fantasy world, Bears fan dreams. Like, Fields has a signature win, right? Pulls it off, and maybe this is sort of the end of, of Rodgers with Green Bay, and then maybe it's time for Justin Fields for the next 10 to 15 years. That's that's the dream scenario I think a lot of Bears fans will be thinking about, you know, going into this one. That's, that's uh, That narrative kind of writes itself where it could be a, you know, a big coming out moment for Justin Fields. I, I still think the... The Packers are going to win because it's the Packers and it's at Lambeau and it's Aaron Rodgers. But I'm sure you're picking Green Bay as well, Zach. Yeah, I'm going to pick Green Bay. Um, I just that's what I saw against the Cardinals and then even the win against the Lions, man. You know they weren't that good against the Lions. If, if the Lions weren't the Lions, and Dan Campbell wasn't Dan Campbell, the Bears lose that game on Thanksgiving, and who knows what happens. I do think, yeah, I'm going to pick the Packers. And you know, to your point, you were just making. That would have been so much fun throughout my childhood and everyone else's Bears fandom here the last 20 years is having an other quarterback that can match up. I think the closest we got, you know, was Jay Cutler, who never really had any of those, like, classic, you know, quarterback duel games. Um, and I, I point to, look at the AFC West. I think Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are going to be dueling out there for, you know, 10 to 12 years. And that's kind of, you know, if you're a Bears fan – you're kind of jealous because, like, you're like, well, man, they, the Packers had Rodgers. If only we had a quarterback. So it was like every time the Bears would match up with the Packers and they'd win, it'd always be some, like, crazy defensive effort, right. um, a special teams touchdown, something like that. It was never really, like, um, a quarterback duel or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. I, I you know, I, I, I think there's a narrative that this is going to get really ugly on Sunday night, and I can see that happening. But also at the same time, I, I think the Bears can keep it somewhat close, and close for me is under the spread of I think it's like thirteen and a half. Mm-hmm. I think they could keep it a ten point game until you know late third um, when Rogers probably delivers another dagger to go up like seventeen or, or or whatever, maybe go up twenty something like that. But like we said, it really doesn't matter as long as Justin Fields plays well. Right. I think that you can come out of that game feeling good because. I feel like Bears fans have just set themselves up where it's like the Bears lose is really it's nothing. We're kind of used to it, but as long as Justin Fields plays well, everything's kind of fine there. Yeah, and then on the injury front, it sounds like Allen Robinson will return. At least he's on track to play. I almost feel, and I know people will roll their eyes when you say you feel, you feel for a professional athlete who's making a lot of money, but I do feel for Allen Robinson, the dude has been a great team player. He balled out in some really bad offenses and put up some good numbers. And then this year, when he's you know probably headed to free agency, he's got some injuries, an ankle, a hamstring, just not having a, 
a typical Allen Robinson season. It's been, you know, I, I feel for him. I do. Like, this is a guy that's wanted a long-term deal with the Bears. He hasn't gotten it, and uh, this season hasn't helped his case, really, in that department. But I, I do feel for the man a little bit. Yeah, you know, you're right, because he is a guy that he said he wanted to stay. He, he's, he's wanted a long-term deal, and the Bears just kind of haven't gone to that number that he thinks he values himself at. And the Bears, you know, maybe they're right. Maybe they value him a little bit lower. I, I give him props, too, because he's really struggled this year and might not be all his fault. You know, he's dealing with the injury. But also, he really didn't get those reps with Justin Fields in, in training camp. Yeah. And that falls on the head coach. That's that nagging. you got to give your rookie quarterback first-team reps, even if you already know that Andy Dalton's going to be a starter. So he never really got that chemistry going with Justin Fields. And, I mean, he's gone out every – usually get him on Tuesdays out of house hall. He's gone out every single week, came out. I mean, a couple weeks ago when, when the report of um, his uh, podcast co-host said, you know, Bears players in the locker room want nagging out. Robinson was not happy about that. He yeah. he made it a point. He was injured. And in, in players that are injured, they don't speak to the media during that week. It's kind of a league rule and a, and a Bears rule. And he made it a point. He said, I want to come out and speak. And he addressed it. And, you know, I give him props. He's been a professional. You know, there's a lot of talk. He's, he's a hot topic on Twitter again today and last night. But, I mean, the guy's been a professional the entire time. And I do think his time in Chicago is coming up. It's unfortunate because – you have to wonder if like, the Bears would have gone to that number that he wanted and kind of locked him up. You'd be looking at the next you know, four to five years of Justin Fields, Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, you know, David Montgomery, and then maybe you draft another wide receiver and get another tight end in here. You have a nice you know, piece on the offensive line, a couple of nice pieces on the offensive line, but now the Bears are going to be out searching for another number one wide receiver this offseason. Yeah, and you would have loved to see – and who knows, maybe he does stay. I, I – I think it's trending where Allen Robinson won't be back, but um, you would have loved to see that connection with Fields, right? You want a reliable target for mm-hmm. your your young quarterback, so we'll see how that plays out. Last time I had you on, uh, Zach, before I let you go, you, you mentioned a few uh, head coaching candidates. I know Bears fans are, are very interested in that right now because they want yep. Nagy gone. Um, anything changed? Any other names? I know Byron Leftwich is one that kind of stuck with me that you threw out last time you were on. Any uh, Any update there for you? Yeah, um, so actually, it's, this is perfect timing because um, on our website, com, we're doing kind of an early start in head coaching candidates and kind of breaking them down. And we just did Leftwich. Um, we did one guy, Mike Kaska, who I don't think will be ready this year to be a head coach, but in, in, the, in the coming years, he should be a, a pretty hot candidate. As of right now, um, you know, nothing big has changed. I do think, you know, guys like Leftwich, Kellen Moore, um, Dable will get looks. Um, you know, I don't see Ryan Day jumping from Ohio State. And that's just because look at the money these college coaches are making. Mel Tucker got $93 million. From Ryan Day, I'm telling, you know, Ohio State, I'm like, I got you the three Big Ten title games or whatever it was. I, I need to be paid more. Harbaugh is a name that I think since last time we talked has kind of heated up a little bit. And rightfully so because he got that big win over Ohio State. I, I don't know if he'll make the jump, but I do know it's like a dream job of his. Um, or that's the rumor out there. But if, if you were to go to the college ranks, you know, Harbaugh is probably the hot name right now to kind of keep an eye on. The other name that was thrown out, I think ESPN had it, Leslie Frazier. That doesn't make any sense to me, really. I mean, for Leslie Frazier to come in, you need to find a really good off, offensive coordinator, a couple of good coaches, because he's a defensive-minded type guy, and, and it just doesn't make sense for having a young quarterback. 
But yeah, I mean, those, those three names that I mentioned before, you know, Dable, Leftwich, Moore, they're probably the names right now to keep an eye on. Um, the enemy out in Kansas City is another one. I think Joe Brady might be one to keep an eye on as well. Um, this situation out in Carolina is really weird. And, and to fire him during all those games on Sunday, um, there was kind of a dispute that, you know, Panthers wanted to run the ball more and, and he maybe wanted to do something different. I keep an eye out on him. But, man, right now it's just it's tough to get a feel on it because until the Bears actually do fire Nagy and then take advantage of that two-week rule where they can interview coaches in the season – it's kind of hard to see, you know, who's actually a good fit here and, and who would make the most sense. I would lean towards an offensive-minded head coach again, but, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I couldn't give you a solid prediction. Hey, right what, now, about, what about Josh McDaniels? I see people tossing his, his name yeah. around. He had a shot in Denver. He's back, back with New England now. Um, I don't know. What, what would your reaction be to a, to a Josh McDaniels potential hiring? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a guy that fits what you want to do, and – I think he would be really, really intrigued by Justin Fields. And I think he'd be a guy that could develop Justin Fields. And as we were talking earlier on here, you know, play to his strengths. And I think Josh McDaniels will be a, a, a name to keep an eye on. However, I don't, I don't know if he wants to leave New England just yet. I mean, if Bill Belichick's only going to coach a couple more years, I and mean, we don't know that for sure, but Josh McDaniels would be kind of the guy in waiting. And he'd have a rookie quarterback, or he'd have a young quarterback in Mac Jones that he's already worked with. But, you know, money talks, and if there's an opportunity in Chicago and Josh McDaniels is available and wants to, you know, take interviews, he'd probably move up towards the top of my list. I'd probably have him more, he's a more qualified candidate than, you know, more Leftwich. Maybe Dable will be up there with him. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I personally wouldn't mind Josh McDaniels. All right, Zach, I appreciate you jumping on the podcast. Are, are you heading up to uh, Lambeau Sunday night? Uh, no, I am not. Uh, not this time. Well, uh, watch, with, with the watch, new baby. Yeah, Zach, Zach's a new dad, and... so you get to stay home and I don't know if relax is the right word, but you can sit on your couch. You don't have to make the, the commute up to Green Bay. But read Zach's stuff at uh, bearreport.com. Follow him on Twitter at Zach underscore Pearson. Zach, uh, appreciate you jumping on and uh, happy holidays to you. Anytime, man. Thank you so much and happy holidays to you too. All right, that's episode 23 of the WGN Radio Football Podcast. Thanks again to Zach for joining me. Thanks to Ernie Scatton and Brian Altimer for their help uh, producing the podcast as well. And uh, let's hope for a Bears victory. Let's hope that Justin Fields goes out and plays well. That's what I think a lot of us would like to see. I don't think uh, many of us are anticipating a Bears victory, but hopefully they can keep it close. Hopefully Justin Fields stays healthy and can put together a good performance because we all believe he can be the future franchise quarterback of this team. Be looking out for a post-game podcast following the game. Thanks again for listening, and have a great day.